0: Episode three of our second season. Today we've got two guests that I'm going to be talking to. One is an NHL hockey player. He's just moved his family from Edmonton to Calgary for the 2019-2020 NHL season, which we all know shaped up to be quite interesting. Played in the bubble in Roger's place. I'm going to chat with him and his wife about what that was like playing during COVID. I'd like to introduce Milan and Brittany Lucic. Hello guys, how are you?
1: We're doing good, how are you doing? Good,
2: thanks.
0: Good, have you done an interview or a podcast together before?
1: No. No, I think actually I think this is the first uh, interview we've done together, yes.
2: yeah. <laughs> are you excited? Excited, I like to kind of fly under the radar a bit.
0: Well, you know, I got to know you guys because our kids go to school together And on the Beyond PR podcast, we try to connect with people that our listeners know or want to be more aware of. And I thought this was just a perfect setting because I know, Milan, you do a lot of interviews from a sports perspective, but not necessarily from being a father, but also also connecting with your partner, Brittany. So I thought this might be something really interesting to do. So thank you so much for doing it. I'm going to start with you, Milan. So every year, the Beyond PR podcast has a theme. This year, our theme is beyond, and what that means is going the extra mile with COVID and it being very challenging. Talk me through what your experience has been with COVID and the flames.
1: It's been difficult because there's been a lot of uncertainty. You know, as athletes, as all athletes will tell you, we're, we're a product of habit. We're a product of routine. We're used to our routine. We're used to being on a schedule. And the first shutdown, when was that? March 11th. There's been a lot of questions, there's been a lot of, you know, unknown. There's been a lot of dink uh, thrown around and up in the air. So, like I said, there's been a lot of uncertainty. Uh, Fortunately, you know, the NHL was able to put something together in Edmonton, Toronto, by creating two bubbles to finish the season off and have a playoff and or the Stanley cup, which I thought was something that was necessary and really happy that they got to do it. And it was nice from a flames standpoint that we were back on the ice competing together but now we're back kind of in limbo we don't know what the future holds obviously the mlb was able to put together a season with a world series winner the nfl seems to be going pretty smoothly so that the nhl is able to follow suit and that we could find a way to get a 2020-21 season going so yeah but still a lot of uncertainty uh, do what you can to, uh, to stay prepared and stay ready.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to ask you about the bubble in a second, but I do want to ask Brittany because being a partner of a professional athlete, you've probably had years of, okay, we've got a routine. Milan travels a lot. I know what I need to do. And then all of a sudden COVID hits and he's around all the time. Is that
2: good or is that
0: bad? Or was it something that you had
2: to get used to? Um, I love it personally. <laughs> I think, um It's an adjustment for everyone, but in a good way. We're so fortunate that we've had him home. He gets to be there for our kids more than he has in years. And that's really important to our family. And even now um, there's like our older daughter still does swimming lessons and he can't go watch, but the fact that he gets to take her to swimming lessons and just be there for her support. And he's the first person that she gets to talk to after. And it's really important. And, you know, the bedtimes and the, mornings, brushing their hair, brushing their teeth, going to school, it's just nice to have kind of almost a normal nine to five life, essentially. We've never had that, so its it's been nice. And
0: Milan, for you, what about just having more experience with the kids and getting into that more normal routine?
1: It's been nice to have that uh, everyday reaction with them. When you look at the 2020 calendar year, even though it's not over yet, uh, this is probably the most days that I've spent with them on a day-to-day basis, you know, especially from the March lockdowns all the way up until camp started in July. I think that was the longest, you know, time frame where I've gone being with them where I hadn't seen them for at least one day. So it was nice having that experience for sure. It's also nice that they're that they're back in school. You know, they like it at the start, but you know, they like their routines too. They like to see their friends at certain times of the day, you know, have tasks that they do at, uh, do at school. I, I think I speak for a lot of parents out there is we have a lot more appreciation for what teachers do, because uh, once we had to start the homeschooling and all that type of stuff, we were like, this is, you know, <laughs> this is frustrating, this is crazy, you know? How, how do you teach a kid how to say a word when you're looking at the word and it's like, that's the word, you know, and, uh, it's, you know, I'm not educated in how to teach people, <laughs> yes. uh, but you know what? It's, yeah, it's, it's nice. You know, the, you know, my, my older girls get it. I think uh, creating the bond with my little guy, you know, yeah. he's, he's two and a half now, you know, ha- having him used to being me being around every day and just, Having the bond with him has probably been one of the the biggest thing over this whole 2020 year.
0: Well, I know Britney's told me that normally Milan Jr. kind of gravitates to her because he's used to seeing her so much. But maybe with dad, it's now there's a bit of a bond happening. So that's awesome. I also talking with Britney, like homeschooling for us, as much as the kids loved it, I was so happy for them to go back. For two reasons. One, I think they needed it. But two, I think we needed a break too. Like, you're right. We're not teachers. So I'm like, hallelujah, they're back at school. Let's hope it it continues. Let me take a a bit of a couple steps back. So you're both from the
2: Vancouver area, correct? Correct. Brittany, how did you meet Milan? Uh, We met actually when it was his off season and kind of like my training season when I was in university playing soccer. And we met back in Vancouver. I hear that he was maybe not so truthful with who he really played for. Is that correct? (laughs) He told me, I think he thought I knew hockey, but I truly didn't. And so he told me he played for the Giants. And I mean, good on him. He was on the back of a bus and won the Memorial Cup and was MVP. Yes. And uh, I wasn't around during then, so I had no clue. And um, so he told me he played for the Giants. And he actually was playing for the Bruins at the time, which I, had, I hate to say it, but I didn't know what the Bruins were. <laughs> so, Did someone have to tell you who he was or did you kind of figure it out on your own? Our first date was the Gross Grind. And after I think the first quarter, he was like, can I meet you at the top? And I was like, excuse me? And he kicked my butt up the mountain and I did it for training. So most of like my guy friends at the time didn't, they would stay kind of close to where I was at. And so I asked him, I was like, why are you in such good shape? What do you do? <laughs> that must have been maybe refreshing for
0: Milan that someone maybe didn't really know and didn't care. So he's playing with the Boston Bruins. You then moved to Boston, correct? Not right away, but eventually, yes. Okay. And speaking of Boston, Milan, I saw on Instagram you had posted something about Travis Roy. And that kind of hit home to me because his accident happened a year before I moved there for grad school. So what's your connection to Travis?
1: Well, uh, just, just got to meet him uh, through charities and all that type of stuff. You know, the Bruins Foundation was always involved, a lot of events throughout, throughout Boston. And, you know, me being a young guy, not having families and responsibilities, you know, I was always available to participate in all those type of stuff. And, you know, the Travis Roy Foundation was also a part of a lot of the same events. And, you know, me being a Vancouver kid, I didn't know the story of Travis Roy at all until I I had met him in Boston. To be honest, I didn't know much about, you know, the history of Boston or the the sports history or Bruins history, or even the craziness of BU, BC, Harvard, MIT, Northeastern, all that type of stuff. I didn't know all that came with, you know, live and be in a city like that. Even though it's a small city, there's there's definitely a, a lot going on. But uh, like I said, just just meeting him through events where uh, both foundations were part of, obviously connected through hockey. I think one of the nicest and kindest human beings I got to be around. Obviously, here's a guy, New England kid, uh team, yeah. gets a scholarships, playing for the BU Terriers. And 11 seconds in, he has an unfortunate you know, hit where he actually bounced off the guy and goes in head first in the boards. And, you know, he's paralyzed from the neck down and seeing his positive attitude and and seeing the influence he was around Boston sports community, you know, was a real honor to to get to know him and have a relationship with him.
0: Yeah, I remember he was doing an undergrad in communication, so I would see him around the school. But I remember coming into class not knowing the story until I moved there and just hearing the story, exactly what you said, like first shift with the BU terriers, 11 seconds in, and then this just tragic accident happens. So when I saw that information last week, a lot of my Boston friends kind of texted me and said, hey, did you hear the story? And then I saw you post it on Instagram. So it was interesting that you had that connection as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and what's funny too, I had known him for, you know, the last 12, 13 years and I had, I hadn't seen the highlight of the hit until he had just passed away and, and yeah. it up on Instagram. And, and it's really interesting because, you know, he was four checking in the corner and he goes to make a hit on the D man, which I've done thousands and thousands of times. And it's just one of those split second things where, you know, his life, Changed forever but you know what his i think i think his memory lives on he did a lot of great stuff for the final Cord research and, and the community of boston and not just boston the whole new england area i think his memory definitely lives on
0: exactly we've talked a little bit about Living in Boston, I love that city. I will hopefully try to go back someday. But you've obviously played with a few teams, and I'm going to ask this question to Brittany: Of the places that you've lived, traveling with Milan,
2: what's a, one of the favorite cities you've been in, and why? It's a tough one. I loved Boston, loved Boston, and I do love Boston a lot still. And I too look forward to going back. I know, <laughs> and that definitely holds close to our heart too, because there are so many great memories there. That's so where our life started, that's where so many accomplishments happened for Milan as well. I loved living in California, too. I'm very close with a lot of our old teammates from there and friends that we met along the way there. And for me as a mom, California was very easy. My kids wore T-shirts and shorts every day. and. My one daughter wore a swimsuit half the time to school. (laughs) Um, And it's just a very easy living. And I I like that as the mom side of me. So Boston, between Boston and California, that's for sure.
0: Now that you're in Calgary, you know, we're known to be a friendly
2: city. Do you see that? Do you feel that being in a city? Absolutely. Everyone's so kind. They're uh, so helpful. Even when we moved here, I had a handful of people reach out of you found a place to live. What do you like to do? What gyms do you like to go to? And I'm very thankful for everyone who helped us and is helping us along the way too. What about you, Milan? Not favorite team, favorite city.
1: Yeah. You know what? Going there as a 19 year old to Boston and spending almost all of my twenties there, I would say that was my favorite living in the North end, living downtown, the walking city. So, you know, it's easy to jump around, pop around, yeah. all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, L.A. was great. You know, you're living at the beach and all that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. L.A. is so huge. You know, you think Hollywood, you think Beverly Hills. But, you know, you get in your car, you go somewhere. So it takes crazy. you a, it takes <laughs> you 30 minutes to drive one mile. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of overwhelming and crazy. So, for me, I would say I definitely enjoyed living in Boston the most just because the experience I had there and fortunately I, I get to go there once a year but yes. I, so lucky. I, wish, <laughs> I wish I got to go back there more often than I do
0: yeah no kidding okay let me bring it back to you mentioned when at the beginning of the podcast you know playing in the bubble So, you know that I work with Ice District, the Edmonton Oilers. so I knew that they were given kind of the tap to develop the bubble for Western Canada. What was that like during playoffs for you, good and bad?
1: Uh, you know what? I thought it was a lot of fun. It was exciting, (laughs) especially off the start. You know, you're going to play this tournament and you're isolated to the arena and two hotels and like three, four restaurants. and.
0: Pretty
1: nice restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Good restaurants. The prize you get to win is the Stanley cup. So, you know, it's, it's like you're a kid again and, and all that type of stuff. And you know what the the lucky thing for us is that with the flames is as far as, as we go as teammates is, uh, is we like being around each other. We, we get along really well. So going out to dinner, having a good time and just just finding things to do. You know, even for myself, I just caught myself in the district there on the outside, just sitting in the picnic table, having a Tim Hortons from the Tim Hortons truck, uh, watching the big screen outside. And it was 30 degree weather for most of the time.
0: Yeah, you're right. it,
1: was crazy. it was just, it was pretty laid back. It was fun. It was just, you know, being one of the boys, not having really any responsibility other than playing hockey. So, you know, that's, that was, a that was the experience, uh, in its own I would say, the one negative was eating the same food over and over again. I mean, you can only have so many steak dinners, you know, <laughs> at the same restaurant so many times before it gets old and all that type of stuff. But for the most part, I enjoyed it. Obviously we weren't in there as long as we had hoped to have been for me. And I think for, uh, for most of the guys on the flames, I would say it was a, it was a pretty good experience other than the fact that we lost to Dallas uh, the way that we did.
0: I know, man. What about not playing in front of fans? Was that weird or did you actually get used to it fairly quickly?
1: I think we got used to it fairly quickly. I think uh, even people who, who were watching the games and, and some of my friends that I was talking to said that, you know, watching it on TV, the intensity of the games and the, and the brand of hockey was at a very high level. So that's what we are, we're, we're professional athletes. We, we love competition. You know, even with fans, when you're in the moment and you're trying to, you know, do something, you zone and block everything out and you're just focused on the task at hand. Obviously, when you score a big goal, you know, it's nice hearing those cheers and and all that type of stuff. Uh, You miss that definitely. Even on the road, too, you know, you miss the booze, especially in the playoffs time. You miss the emotion and the energy that the fans bring to playoff hockey. But As far as hockey on the ice, I I thought the energy and emotion was there uh, like it usually is.
0: Well, and I know you were playing in Roger's Place, but Edmonton's known for their crazy fans, right? So that was probably something that was a bit missed as well. Question for both of you. I, I read that there were some players that were fairly vocal because of the difficulties about being away from their family during the bubble playoffs. What was your take on that, Brittany, having Milan in that kind of setup.
2: Work is work. Everyone else is back to work. Go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a good support system. So I'm very fortunate in that sense, but go, that's the life we live. You just kind of hit the ground running and he was working hard and training and it kind of just abruptly stopped and he was excited to get going. So I'm not going to hold him back from that too. I want to, I love watching him play. Our kids love watching him play. And with having a little year old like he said i want him to grow up and see his daddy still on tv so it's important for me that our kids get to see and watch what about you milan i know there were some
0: players kind of vocal about that
1: everyone's different everyone's relationship is different everyone obviously has the right to to feel how they feel. i mean we all miss our families whether we have them or not just human nature but i would tell people you only get so many chances to to play for the Stanley Cup and, and win the Stanley Cup, and that was an opportunity to to win one. And you know, I'm sure the Tampa players that were away from their families as long as they were, and uh, when they got to see him with the Stanley Cup, it was it was well worth it.
2: And the teams were so great. Like they had pictures of the families and significant others in the rooms, and we're so fortunate that we have iPhones and we can FaceTime and send pictures and talk all day if we want to. Well,
0: I know that, and correct me if I'm wrong, for both of you, there's a perception that the Flames are a tight-knit team and both from the player side but also the family side. Was that in full force in the bubble? Did you feel that? Did you sense that?
1: Yeah, for sure. They try to do everything they can to make us feel comfortable uh, going into a situation like that. Uh, we didn't even know this as players, but they had reached out to our spouses yeah. and stuff. They had asked for pictures and they would framed the pictures and had them in our, our rooms when we walked in. And uh, even before we started our first game against Winnipeg, they had everyone send in 20-second, 30-second clip. Each player had someone from their family do this. So, And we got to watch it all. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. So there were some pretty funny ones. Uh, some pretty good ones. So yeah, they they did everything they could to to make us feel comfortable. And also just let us know that they appreciate the sacrifices that we made as athletes to be away from our loved ones to go out and compete.
0: And so you were obviously a part of that, Brittany, with those surprises.
2: Yeah, it was fun. Our kids definitely had a good time sending a video. I think Like cartwheels on the beach, screaming as loud as they could. (laughs) I love it. I love
0: it. Do you have any predictions, either of you, for the NHL season upcoming, if at all?
1: Well, I know this. It'll be the minimum amount of games will be 48 games. It won't cross over with the Summer Olympics. So if there is a start, the latest will be uh, in February up until about, you know, the middle of July, whenever those Summer Olympics begin. If you ask me, it won't start till earliest, mid January 10th, if you ask me.
2: And I think the bubble kind of speaks for itself, how it was formulated, zero cases coming out of it. It's pretty impressive. So hopefully it can go in that direction for next season too. And you think it's going to be kind of bubble format
0: again?
1: It would have to be, I, I, I assume. And there's, there's there's still so many questions up in the air.
0: Just a couple more questions. So, Brittany, you've obviously been with Milan through his career in several different teams. There was some stories that I've been reading up where, like, for example, the Montreal Canadiens' wives formed their own hockey team called the Have
2: Were you familiar with that? I'm, I did know about that, yeah. Yeah!
0: Has there been any kind of groups of wives or hockey moms that you've been a part of that have done some really unique things? And has there been that camaraderie with the wives as
2: well? Not like hockey team sense that we've been on but um a lot of the girls on the teams we've been on we all like to do volunteer work or do like little weekend trips with the kids just stuff like that a lot of us have young families so that kind of consumes most of our time but we'll do like little little trips like weekend trips like this weekend we're headed to the mountains with a couple of Milan's teammates and their families and stuff like that in LA we did a lot of concerts together that sort of thing so with Milan home a little bit more you know you
0: and I've talked where you've been able to get out during the weekend and explore Louise but is it like the
2: mountains that you like to see or anything you try something new each weekend I like to hike and I like to be in nature and so I kind of drag the family around with me and I like to go on little adventures and now they're all kind of game for it oh nice Yeah, and so now our girls are in a lot of activities. Their dance and swimming is kind of taking up a lot of time. So, right now, Milan and I get to enjoy a couple hours in the afternoon on Saturdays and have a break while they're doing dance. Well, I did mention to Brittany Milan that if ever have downtime, my two
0: boys' hockey teams could always use an assistant coach. Just (laughs) say he's not biting. Okay. We have a couple of last minute rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Who's the disciplinarian? I am. Milan. (laughs) Who helps with homework? Mama, me.
1: Unless it's math. Math.
0: Unless it's math.
1: Yeah, I help with the (laughs) math.
0: Okay, greatest NHL moment for both of you. Milan, go.
1: Uh, Winning Stanley Cup in Vancouver, in my hometown.
2: Awesome, Brittany. Watching him voice the cup in Vancouver in his hometown. It seems like he's pretty lucky there with the award yeah. season in Vancouver.
0: <laughs> no kidding. Last question. This goes to Milan for you. If you could play against any NHL team in the finals, who would it be?
1: Being in Calgary, it would be uh, I think it'd be pretty cool to play uh, Montreal in the in the yeah, Stanley Cup final. Cool. Yeah. yeah,
0: that would be awesome. And Brittany, would you agree or do you have a different answer?
2: That would be pretty cool. It would okay. be really.
1: Cool. <laughs> I've played him four times in the playoffs already, it and it's pretty was, crazy. It and I can't so imagine fun. what it would be like to play him in the Stanley Cup final.
0: That would be awesome. Okay, last question for both of you. I lied. When we hope and pray that this COVID craziness is over, where would you want to travel as a family? Go, Brittany.
2: We might already have a trip tentatively booked for Europe. Next summer, at some point. Okay, <laughs> fingers crossed, Milan.
1: Unlike an immediate thing, it would be uh, probably like Cabo or some- oh, Cabo. Yes, Cabo just with a- the
0: family. Let's just go. It's yeah. the be- beach relax.
1: vacation with where we don't have to re- leave the resort.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All inclusive. I yeah. love it. Uh, well, thank you both for your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're both very very busy and. Brittany, this wasn't scary at all. This was awesome, right? I know. (laughs) Thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks
1: for having us on.
0: Thanks for listening. That was episode three of season two on Beyond PR. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts.